Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Steph Wood is a singer-songwriter from Sydney who recently released her self-titled debut EP, which is a collection of five songs that are heartfelt, sometimes sad and all memorable. And I'm going to talk to her about this EP and other things. Hi, Steph. Hi. <laughs> Great to meet you because I've been so enjoying listening to the EP. But I was interested to discover that you really only started releasing music last year, from what I can tell, and therefore you have not released, uh, you have not wasted any time releasing this EP. When did you write the first song for it? Yeah, I only released my first song in, I think, May last year, so it's been very quick. But um, I wrote the first song, I think the first song I wrote was My Good Friend, and I, I wrote that in 2019, actually. Um, See, so yeah, I wrote My Good Friend and Stranger in 2019, and then the rest were a later addition in my songwriting. <laughs> so My Good Friend is about losing a friend actually and uh you know that person having moved away from you and wishing that you could see them again and I yeah it, it's a common experience um uh it sounds like it happened to you but is it was it inspired by something quite close to 2019 or something from the past yeah it um it was I you know being super close to someone and then them you know, not being around anymore, you do kind of feel like you're mourning a friend, even if they're still alive. Um, yeah. But yeah, it did happen, I think, 2018, 2019. So it was a very um, real thing that it was based off. So I know some songwriters would say they use songwriting as therapy, at least in past, in part, you know, not necessarily all the songs, but do you feel like for you writing that song helped you manage what had happened in that situation? Yeah, definitely. Um I, a lot of the time when I write, I will start writing whatever it is. And then once I've finished the song, I can see what's come out and I feel like, oh, like, I feel like I needed to say that, but I didn't know how to do it. And the song is kind of like the vessel for that. It's kind of weird, but yeah, it's nice. <laughs> well, and it must be, yeah, it must be nice because it must feel like oh, almost like a little gear change. Like, okay, that part's done. I'm changing. I'm moving to the next phase of my life. Definitely. Definitely. I feel like if you've gone through something and you haven't written a song about it yet, like it's not done yet. You haven't processed it yet. At least for me anyway, like once I've written the song and it's done, I'm like, ah, okay, can move on. <laughs> Do you feel like you have to let it marinate for a while before you write the song though? Like if you need to process something, like I just need it to sit for a while or do you tend to go straight for the voice memo or whatever to, to document it? No, I definitely let it sit. Mm -hmm. I, um, I can't write about things that I'm going through right then and there. It's usually a matter of months or sometimes weeks, but usually a few months after when I can kind of get a little bit more clarity on the situation and then that's when I can write it. I feel like I have nothing to say if it's um, if I do it right then and there. Like I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> it means you're not using your songs like a journal in that case. You're actually You're actually writing songs to write songs. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, like, I do journal a lot and I do um, use it as a therapeutic way, but it's not um, how I'm feeling right then in the second, usually. Right. 
Now you have actually undertaken formal study in songwriting. You have a degree in songwriting and music. Um, and I was also surprised to read that you didn't seem to have been a songwriter at the time you started studying songwriting in a very formal capacity. So what prompted that decision to study? Yeah, it was kind of, um, it was odd. I, I went to uni for music because I really wanted to start a career in music and I I didn't know anyone in the industry. I didn't have any friends that were into music either. So I wasn't in that world. So I thought studying music would be a great way to meet people and, you know, find some other musicians and whatnot. Um, and I started my degree just as a music degree and majoring in singing. But as time went on through my degree, I realised I learned more about songwriting and I realised, oh, if you want to be an artist, you need to write songs. And it sounds silly, but I didn't I didn't really know that. I just was a complete rookie. I was like, oh, I like singing. I want to be a singer. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I decided to change to the songwriting degree. And that's where I wrote my first song when I was at uni. It was for one of my assignments. And I, um, yeah, ever since then, I just kept writing and writing and writing. And I'm so grateful I found it now, but I really wish I had picked it up a really long time ago, like when I was younger. But it is what it is. <laughs> well, but I'm going to have to say it doesn't sound silly that you didn't know that because how could you have known it? You just said you didn't have any friends who were into music. Like doing the degree was a way for you to find out more about music. There are so many strands of being an artist. You could have just played guitar or you could have been a singer alone and, and had that as your instrument. So, yeah, I think it's perfectly normal to not know yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I am wondering if you had done any other kind of writing before you started that. Were you someone who loved writing poetry at school, for example, or short stories? I wasn't, no. I'd never written anything, nothing even close to a song or poetry or anything nice and creative. I wasn't a writer at all. Interesting. Yeah. So once you started writing lyrics, did you feel like you had to do sort of other study in terms of writing things or was it such a discipline in and of itself that it was like okay I'm just studying this absolutely and that's something that I'm still working on you know I'm still going back and making sure I'm researching and studying all the greatest songwriters and figuring it out how they did it and whatnot and it's yeah it's definitely something I wish I had have picked up before because I would have had so much more knowledge and so much more time to you know do it all but yeah, I'm definitely, um, once I started writing, I realised how amazing and important it is as well. Um, and I definitely, that was the beginning of my deep dive into, you know, artists I like and also just songwriters in general. So which artists did you deep dive into or who do you think's influenced you the most? Um, I definitely, I love Brandy Carlisle and her mm -hmm. writing and her I know she doesn't write all of um, her songs, but like her little writing camp, they, I love the way they um, write. And I definitely did a deep dive into her. Um, I went and did a big research into Phoebe Bridges yes. um, when she released her first album. I really um, took, like learned a lot, I think from her songwriting. Um, who else? Sharon Van Etten. Um, I really researched her when in lockdown. She was like my person that I was <laughs> looking into. Um, but yeah, now I'm still, you know, I've got a big list of people that I need to go, like the great ones and yeah. the ones that aren't so modern. Um, I still need to 
get around to them. <laughs> so as you were growing up and discovering how much you loved music, were there different artists at that time who you loved or who were influential on you? Yeah, definitely. I um, I grew up a lot listening to the Rolling Stones, um, Jack Johnson, um, but also like Paramore and bands like that I used to love when I was younger. Um, and I do think now that, that like the Rolling Stones definitely would have had an influence on me listening to, you know, kind of that older style music, I think, can sometimes come through in my music and um and it's not just because I did also listen to like Hannah Montana and stuff growing up. So <laughs> it's not where all my inspiration comes from, but yeah. Yeah, but that's all, you know, it is popular music for a reason. You know, the structure of, the, of that music, the way the, the melodies work, all those sorts of things, they resonate with a lot of people. So I think, yeah, Hannah yeah. Montana slash Miley Cyrus, very good education to have. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I did my research on her when I was young. <laughs> So the structure of that degree, I guess, because you set assignments and all those sorts of things, did you feel that that was helpful to propel you to start writing songs or was it confining at any stage, thinking, oh, I really don't want to have to have this in on time? I feel like for me it was really helpful, you know, like being a complete rookie with it. Um, sometimes some weeks we'd have to um, hand in a song each week and it would have to have a different there were different rules for each. So some were like, oh, you can only use three chords. Some has to be about the color blue or whatever it was. Um, and I feel like it was a really good lesson to learn how to just finish a song and hand it in, even if, you know, you were stuck on it and you were thinking, oh, I don't know where to go, but you, you kind of had to finish it. So I think for me it was really helpful because I ended up writing a lot of songs. And I think if I had not had the pressure of having to hand it in, I wouldn't have finished them because it's kind of what I do now. If I don't love a song or if I feel like it's not going anywhere, I'm in the bad habit of just leaving it and never looking at it again. So I do think it helps having to having that structure, yeah. And were any of the songs that are on the EP written during that time you are at university or written as an assignment even? Yeah, Stranger was written as an assignment um, and My Good Friend was written when I was at uni, but the other the others were later. But, yeah, those two I wrote. Um, I don't think My Good Friend was for an assignment. I know Stranger definitely was, but, yeah. Fantastic. Well, they were, by the time you went to study music, you obviously were already playing and singing. Um, so I'm wondering when that part of your life started. So when did was it an, an instrument that came first or was it singing? It was singing, yeah. I sang my whole life ever since I was little. Um, I just loved it so much. And when I was really young, I did singing lessons and whatnot, but I didn't, um, you know, take it too seriously. I just really enjoyed it. Uh, my dad bought me a guitar when I was like 14 um, and he taught me a few chords, but I never, it kind of sat in the corner of my room collecting dust until I went back to uni and was like, oh, <laughs> I need to continue practicing um so it was definitely singing for me and guitar is coming to me now I'm still learning and trying to become a better guitarist for sure and did you find that that through the degree as well you were able to develop the guitar more or that was that more vocal focused um no it definitely helped me develop my guitar um I used to not really 
play in guitar in front of every anyone. Um, I was just too scared. I would always just sing and I'd get a friend to play guitar. Um, but when I was at uni, we started going to open mic nights regularly and there I like did learn how to play guitar and sing at the same time and just kind of, you know, being in a way forced to do it, which I loved. Like I'm so grateful now because I can't even imagine singing without a guitar now. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Is there a point at which that clicks for you and you thought, oh, yeah, I prefer this now? 100%. I, my old housemate used to say, like, you, because he was the one that I used to make him play for me. Wow. Um, I was like, can you please play? And he, he, it came to a point where he was like, Steph, like, you need to start playing on your own. And at the time I was like, oh, you're annoying. <laughs> I'm so glad he did. Because, um, yeah, then once I got comfortable with that, I felt like it was just way more me, like, I felt like I could really get into the song a lot more than standing on a stage and singing. <laughs> <laughs> now the EP is self-titled, as I mentioned, um, and there is, the songs have a through line of heartache, I think, if not heartbreak, but I did read that you like sad girl music. So has this been a long-term thing? <laughs> it has. I love sad music. I just love, um, yeah, music that has big emotions in it, you know, Um it was definitely wasn't a planned thing. Um, I don't plan to write a collection of songs that are sad to put them together. It just so happened that the ones I picked for my EP are all sad. <laughs> because it <laughs> sounds like you would have had a few to choose from because, you, as you said, you've been writing a lot for uni. So did you have like a feeling for what you wanted or did you actually sit down with the songs you had and think, okay, I'm going to choose, I'm, I have to make a decision here? I kind of had a feeling I really I really wanted to include Stranger and My Good Friend because they were some of the first songs I'd ever written and then I felt if I didn't release them now I never would because I've gone on to write so many other songs and they still had a bit of a special place in my heart and I really wanted to release them. So um, I, yeah, chose them. And then the other songs on it, I kind of knew that um, I wanted to include them onto the EP. They were songs that I've been playing quite a bit live just around Sydney and I'd gotten the best feedback from. So I was like, oh, okay, these must be my best songs. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, included them as well. <laughs> I always think it must be a tender moment for an artist to play a new original for an audience and then because the feedback is right there. It's not like someone's going to email you and tell you whether they like it or not. Um, is that something that as an artist you've become used to or do you actually like it that there's feedback right there? I do really like it. Um, at the start, I so what I, I go to an open mic pretty much every Thursday just to try new material and that's where I kind of felt like I had um, like learnt how to sing in front of people and I at first I'd get scared um, playing new songs. I thought, oh, what if they don't like it? But now it's it's so obvious to me. I think when people like it or not, because the room it's it's a great room and everyone's like really nice and respectful and like it's a great audience. But you can tell when people like keep talking and they're they're not that engaged, or when people just stop and watch, um, and then the songs where people just stop and watch and don't talk and it's silence. They're the ones I'm like, okay, I need to keep working on those. They're the ones that are <laughs> the good ones. And then the other ones, you can just kind of tell people aren't interested. So just forget about them. 
But as you said, yeah, you've written a lot of songs since the EP. So I imagine for you, it's as you go to play sets, not that aren't at an open mic night where you're actually doing a set, you've got your EP songs, you've got new songs. It must be tempting to just go with the new stuff. It's like, oh, the other ones are old now. Definitely, definitely. I would love to just play um, all new songs, but I feel like, especially also just releasing an EP, I need to play the songs on the EP, but it's still fun. <laughs> so recording the EP, um, as you did, because as I said, you released your first ever track last year, you already have an EP out. Um, that's that's a, a good piece of work. You know, it does take a lot of preparation to get songs into a studio. Did you pick a producer and go in and record all five or were you doing one at a time? So I worked with Tim McCartney who produced all the songs, um, but I actually, we first recorded just my first single, Ballerina. We recorded that in January of 2022 and then I released that and then after I'd released that, I was like, okay, I want to do an EP. I just want to like smash it out and get it done. I was so excited. So then I went back to Tim and we did the other four songs um, and then included Ballerina, my first single on the EP. So, yeah, it wasn't planned. I didn't plan to actually release an EP. I just um, I was going to do singles, but then I just felt like I wanted to have a collection of songs. I didn't want to just do the single thing, which um, it like it doesn't really matter what you do, but I, yeah, I really wanted an EP and just like a few songs together just to be like, oh, this is my first little bit of music, yeah. Yeah. And it was your first experience in the studio, as you said, recording Ballerina. Um, I always wondered with songwriters whether having a producer there basically semi-dismantling your work, I suppose, to find a way to record it if that's a bit odd, especially if it's your first time. No, I really enjoyed it. Um, Tim's amazing to work with and, I knew that he had the song's best interests at heart. So when, you know, he's selecting things or when he's suggesting things, sorry, I knew that it was for the song and not because he thinks I'm bad or anything like that. Like I knew that it was, you know, a collaborative effort. But, yeah, it was so much fun and it was definitely an experience that um, I, yeah, I'll remember forever. It was really cool. It was fun. I wonder whether having gone to uni and having your songs marked essentially actually helped prepare you for having feedback in the studio and having him, as as you said, suggesting things that were for the good of the song. Yeah, def- it definitely could have. I guess that's all I knew. You know, I wasn't writing songs my whole life, holding them so close to my chest and then releasing them to someone. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's why it didn't feel too too harsh. <laughs> yeah. So um, you mentioned the guitar in the corner from when you were about 14 and you've been singing a lot longer than that. When did you actually start performing? Um, I did. So when I was maybe like 12 or 13, I did a few singing at Stedfords. I did two and then I hated it. It was so scary. I actually did very well in them, but I didn't like the whole competition thing and everyone was taking it very seriously. I felt like I was on The Voice or on Australian right. Idol and we're just in some random little RSL. <laughs> um, it was very intense. Um, so they were my first live performance, I guess. But then it wasn't until after uni finished that I started, um, I started with open mic nights, which then led to doing gigs just in bars and small venues and stuff around Sydney um, it was, yeah, prop, so that's probably like 2021 
around then it would have happened yeah now as you mentioned you're in Sydney I live in Sydney um the music scene is not what it used to be in terms of the number of venues that are available although there are some places where you can play um particularly I think if if you're if it's you and a guitar but that must be quite daunting to actually set out was that not that long ago for you for the first time to try to find gigs in a city this size where there actually isn't the culture anymore of live music that there used to be so how do you even begin to do that or you just think well I have to do it off I go yeah <laughs> no it was definitely daunting and it still is I it's terrifying to me <laughs> but um yeah I just kind of was like oh I've got to do it um and just yeah spoke met people online who said oh come play here and or I did the same message them and yeah and then it just happens I just got them I don't know but it was very very scary (laughs) uh how far afield have you gone within the Sydney area I guess not far (laughs) not far I'm still um making my way around there's still some venues and stuff that I would love to play and obviously do my own shows there but even just support slots and stuff there's there's many but yeah it does suck that we don't have that culture in Sydney um there's so much good live music as well and so much good local talent and if we had the places for people to play and the audience and it would be so cool but it's a shame yeah the main reason I was asking about how far I feel you'd gone was I was envisaging hours in a car just to get to Campbelltown, for example. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of extra time for an artist. For sure, yeah. No, I haven't done that um, yet, um, but I, I probably will. I, if, I, if, I, if I got a gig somewhere far away, I definitely would go. I wouldn't turn it down for the distance because yeah otherwise it'd be no gigs <laughs> that's true now are there any regular venues that you play at um I've played at the great club twice um which I was felt really lucky to do that um I play at Staves Brewery a lot in Glebe so that's where they have the open mic but they also do put on gigs Mm-hmm. there um which I played there a few times which they've been such a huge support for me they've been amazing I really really appreciate all of their help um where else have I played I played Lazy Bones a few times and playing again there next month so that's exciting yeah just a few and people can keep an eye on your social media presumably to find out where you're playing yeah yeah I'll, I have it all all on there I should do I do yeah <laughs> so for the rest of this year do you have any any more recording plans probably not because you've just released an EP but it sounds like you'll keep writing you'll keep playing but I imagine given that you did like the recording experience um that you will work towards some more recording and releasing definitely I really want to get into co-writing sessions I did my first one um a few months ago and I loved it and I'd never written a song with anyone before um so I I kind of want to do that for the the next few months just try and get some more co-writing sessions and learn from other people and then I definitely want to record again um I I don't know when I will because <laughs> of this but I'm already thinking like oh okay I'll do this for the next EP or maybe make an album or something but I think I just need to chill and write for a bit and then definitely keen to get back into the studio 
Yeah, it's interesting that you are very keen on co-writing because someone who's used to writing on their own, um, you know, it could have gone completely the other way, and you would have thought, "Oh no, this is this is a I'm a one I'm a one trick pony, so to speak." <laughs> I was definitely scared of that before. Um, before I went into the session, I was thinking, "Oh, like, what if I just freeze up, and what if I have nothing to say, and it's not how I work?" And to be fair, I did freeze up, and I it took me a while to loosen up and. Um, come up with something but I think again with practice I think I would learn to really like it so I want to get more practice with that (laughs) well I think you've done a stellar job writing on your own for this EP because uh, it is a really lovely collection of songs and um, I've listened to them a few times and each time I find different angles on the stories if that makes sense so yeah I yeah encourage people to listen to them many times but in the meantime Steph it's been lovely to talk to you lovely to talk to you thank you so much Pleasure. thanks for listening to the sunburnt country music podcast for more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to sunburnt country music on Instagram Facebook and TikTok <laughs>